So, Kevin, what's a Gundam? Is it what happens when you let an artist design your mech rather than an engineer? No, that's called anime. Welcome to What's a Gundam, the internet's best podcast within a podcast about Gundam Wing that doesn't like Gundam Wing that much. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. Do you think you like Gundam Wing less or more than me? Probably less because I'm not that huge of a Gundam fan at all. Like, it's going to be very weird because I'm not a fan of Gundam in general. So I could see somebody who's like, I'm a fan of Gundam, but not a fan of this Gundam because it's not good Gundam liking it less than me. I mean, I do have a Wing Zero model above the TV where I'll be watching this on right now. Yes. And I have a Wing Gundam and a Tall Geese in boxes that are not built yet. Yeah. So probably I like Gundam Wing more than you. Probably. Um, And I did have a friend who called me Hero in elementary school, which was a little cringy even then. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've told that story before because I don't love to remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not think even then when I was more broody, I was very Hero Yui. Yep. I never once laughed maniacally after blowing up a plane. But we're in the part of Gundam Wing that I don't remember so well, because it's not the first five episodes. Like, anything could happen this episode. And I could either be like, yeah, that makes sense. Or I could be like, don't remember this. Nice. Because, like, I know I've said before, Gundam Wing is not my favorite. I do think it's a good series for bringing in a new fan, because it kind of has all the Gundam stuff. But, boy, does it start kind of slow. And none of the characters except Dex Marquis are likable. Yep. Which, it's good to have a likable villain. Yeah, especially since he's in a villain, is I think the correct yes. role for him. Which, I don't want to spoil anything. Zex Marquis is definitely the most interesting character in Gundam Wing. And that's because of, in part, because of his relation to other Gundam characters. Mm-hmm. Although, even without that, I think he stands out. Yeah. It's always good to have a likable villain. Mm-hmm. The issue is, when your villain is the only likable character. I think Duo is okay. Yeah. But it's like, oh. I like the villain more than the protagonist. That's not a good protagonist. I also think Catra is likable. Okay. She's not super interesting. Yeah. But it was the 90s. You had to have all broody boys. Yes. It was all Vegeta's all the time. I think up until Shadow the Hedgehog was so bad at being Vegeta, he broke the curse. That makes like maybe sense. Maybe it was Sasuke? Uh, Sasuke actually predates, predates Shadow, though. Just not in America. Yeah. It's not in my head. Do you remember any characters we didn't just name? There's, is it Wufei? Wufei. Okay. There's, it's Zex's girlfriend. Yes. To be fair, I do not know how I would say her first name if you put a gun to my head. But her last name is Noin. Okay. Then, uh, Relina, obviously. Obviously. We got Hero. Uh, we have the, do we know the crazy doctor's name? Did he say his name is Dr. J? Yeah, I think he said his name was Dr. J. I was going to say, I would believe he did not say his name. But also, it's a very James Bond villain name. Yeah. Oh, there's also the guy who doesn't have a name. Mm Mm-hmm. But he told us his name. Do you remember it? Oh, yeah, Troya. Troya. But yes, Troya. I, I will accept that because we are watching it subtitled. Uh, can you name any mobile suits that aren't Gundams? Toggies doesn't count. It's definitely a Gundam. Uh, that aren't Gundams? Yeah. yeah. There's or or the, the Toggies. Yeah, I was like, there's the Leo. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, the, yeah, I've done this before. Yeah, there's the like, easy theme. Yep. Okay. What do you expect to happen in this episode? Episode six, Party Night. We are now 10% of the way through Gundam Wing. Yep. I'm assuming this is going to focus on 
a wake for Relina's father. That makes sense. And it's going to be a party night. Hero's going to show up. Relina's going to be like, hey, murder me. And he's going to be like, I'm busy murdering that guy. Yes. I promise I'll kill you later. And she'd be like, you're such a tease hero. (laughs) Yes, basically that. Yeah, that all checks out to me. If you're listening to this on Patreon, thank you very much for your patronage. If you're listening in the regular feed, there's at least six more episodes ready for you now, I hope. Most things have gone awfully wrong, which it is 2020 right now, so definitely could. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we are going to go ahead and watch episode six, Party Night, and we will be right back. So we just watched episode six, Party Night. What did you think, Kevin? Honestly, I was fairly close with guessing (laughs) what's happening. Yeah, honestly, I was pretty down on Gundam Wing when we started this episode. And like I've said before, it's not my favorite. Mm -hmm. But this episode had a lot more of the sort of drama stuff I like that Gundam Seed has. Yeah. I ended up enjoying it more than I thought I would. Some decent fighting. The animation in Gundam Wing is always going to look kind of clunky to me. It's right on this weird cusp where they're almost to where I think Gundam animation gets really good. Mm Mm-hmm. And they've already done some really great series, but those were OVAs that, you know, cost $100 a piece. But it's not bad. I, I feel like I should ask you a question to start. I have plenty in the episode, but I guess we will just get into it. Yep. Last time, Lady Un had a grenade. She killed with it. Yep. Relina's dad's dead. It's sad, kind of. She's a princess. Yep. And she's like, no, I'm not. I'm your daughter. I was like, no, but you, uh, that's fine, but you're still a princess. Like, <laughs> we have Hero saying party night. It's very good. Yes, that's true. He says the episode name. The paparazzi is just waiting for this girl with a dead dad to show up. So I guess news travels fast and no explanation about how she got here. <laughs> I feel like someone should be asking. We know how she took a yes. plane. But anyway, she's frustrated that nobody is asking her the important questions like, why did someone murder your dad? Yep. We see her mom holding the dress I think she was going to wear. I think this tonight. is just she wore previously. Well, no, I think this is her mom. Like, this is the dress her mom was going to wear because this is like the graduation party or whatever. I think it's just like school festival. But yeah, okay. I, guess you're right. I didn't see any adults there. Though. That no. doesn't mean there weren't, but I don't remember seeing But it. I think it's like it's at her house, right? So I think like. No, it's at the school. Is it? Okay. Uh, anyway, really is like, hey, I'm home. This is awkward. I don't know what to say. Really is like, hey, I'm sorry. I couldn't say father. And she's like, you are a teenage girl. That yep. is not your responsibility. Yeah, I'm sorry I couldn't save Dad. He would, and uh, you know, I knew something like this would happen one day. I really wish your mom would be like, I thought he was he was going to be poisoned, not hit with a terrorist bombing attack. We also get this really awkwardly drawn photo. I get what they're going for of Relina on her dad's lap with her mom nearby. Yeah, there's just something about the way it's drawn that comes up very awkward. Yep. Cut uh, back to that flashback that we saw a minute ago. That's how you know it's Gundam when you're flashing back to flashbacks you had a minute ago. Yes. I mean, there's a bit more to the flashback, but... So Relina's mom's like, did he say anything to you before he passed away? And Relina's like, no, not a word. And she's like, God damn it, so I'm going to have to tell you. <laughs> yep. And Relina's like, no. I do actually like this scene. Yes. Even though we're making fun of it. Again, when I talked about liking some of the drama here, it's stuff like this. Where Relina hugs her is like, no, you're my real mom. You always will be. Don't don't tell me anything about me being a princess. I definitely didn't already hear it from my dad. Yep. Uh, so apparently... Darlin was the only person that was a diplomat between Earth and the colonies. Like, from my thinking, it's he was the only one advocating for peace between the two of them. We Her- cut to the most awkwardly placed birdcage I've ever seen. It's like down this garden hallway thing. It's it's at this guy's manor. I don't remember his name. Trace Kushranada, who's talking to Lady Un to give us this exposition. Maybe, because his lips aren't actually moving. 
So like, and he doesn't have any communication equipment. So it's like, this is him thinking about the conversation that he had with her while we're seeing her side of the conversation. Yeah, well, because it's more interesting to animate this than a guy talking. Yes. Well, specifically, there's a lot of sequences of him, like, here's a still image of uh, him just looking at something. Yeah, it's very cheap to animate a yes. still image. No, I, I get it. It's just, it's funny. Because then he does start talking at one point, and it's very confusing. Because it was like, wait, I thought you were just going to roll with the whole, this is just him thinking back to his conversation. So Lady Anne wants to go to Japan. She doesn't say this, but to kill Rolina. Yep. And Trace is like, yeah, that's cool. Take five mobile suits. She's like, to kill one girl? It's like, yeah, I got them might show up. They tend to. While he is releasing these awkwardly placed birds into the wild. Yep. So what do you make of Trace at this point in the series? He's so weird. That is why I'm asking. Yep. You know, clearly he wants to have uh, power. Like, I get that. And so that's why he wants to take out the colonies so that, like, he wants to be seen as a war hero so that he can gain military power. And if they hold militaristic government over everybody, then by having military power, he will have true power kind of thing. Like, oh, if I'm, you know, one of the top generals, I'll be one of the most powerful people on the planet kind of thing. I think he's thinking this metaphor with the birds is weird. I think it's actually very interesting when you consider what happens at the end of the episode. Yeah. Like, in a way, it kind of proves his point of like, oh, people would rather just have be taken care of and have yep. someone else make decisions for them. Because here is he is releasing some birds and spoilers. They will come back later. Yep. I do like that. But at the same time, that's completely different from you're releasing birds that have been in a birdcage for presumably quite a long time. Of course, they're going to come back for comfort. This is like if you were to go capture a bird. And then immediately set it free. It's like, would it come back? Probably not. This is getting into some stuff with Trey's. And again, I don't super remember all the details. But he also has talked a lot about revolutions, like specifically about Rulina's dad. Yep. He says uh, he's the sort of guy who needs to die to move on to a new era. Yep. So I kind of see him he's him being like, okay, if I free the people, they will just come back to be captured yep. by someone else. So why not me? Yep. I, that makes sense. Like I said, it's an interesting metaphor. Yeah, I'm just, like I said, he's so enigmatic at this point. And I know where Trace ends up at the end of this series, which mm -hmm. is a pretty different point. Anyway, cut to what I assume is the school's festival at Relina School. There's a bunch of people in dresses and suits. Yep. Meanwhile, Hero is doing a hacking. He's One-handed. He's no Kiriyamato. But he is deleting all the files on Hero Yui and completing his transfer. He looks kind of wistfully at the party for a moment. And then uh, kind of smiles. is like, ah, that's not for me. I'm too edgy to have fun. I actually, again, really like this scene combined mm -hmm. with stuff that, like Dr. J said about Hero. And like it gives sort of a motivation to him. If he's like, ah, it's good that those kids can party because I'm doing a, yeah, a Gundam uh, fighting. Yeah. And like the joke is funny because he's very edgy. <laughs> he, he is very edgy. But if he were truly the psychotic asshole he pretends to be. He would not even have that thought of, I'm too edgy to have fun. It's true. He would, like, look down at them and be like, the fools. How dare they have fun? My parents are dead. Uh, speaking Token of Chinese dead girl. <laughs> speaking of dead parents, here's Relina in her school uniform, and all of the girls who have crushes on her are gossiping about how her dad is dead. Yep. And the reason I say token uh, Chinese girl is there's one girl who's not in a traditional Western dress, and she's in, like, a Chinese traditional dress. It doesn't have the... Usually they have uh, multiple colors, and hers is just like straight pink, but it's definitely that cut. Have we talked about the weird Gundam Wing intent to appeal to people of the entire world thing? No. 
So obviously, Hiro is of Japanese descent, and he's in Japan here because yep. he is the main character. Mm-hmm. Deo is American. That's why he's the laid back guy. Yep. Troa is European. You know how that's, you know, yes. one region. Yes. Wufei is the token Chinese guy, which yep. is what made me think of that. And Catra represents the entire Middle East. Again, a region well known for its unity and single culture. Yes. And blondes. That gets explained kind of. It's not a good explanation. I mean, like, I get that he represents the Middle East because, like, he's working with a more Middle Eastern group. Uh, his dad looks like a stereotypical Arab. I'll tell you okay. that. We haven't seen him yet. Yeah. But, yeah, they're all supposed to represent those countries so that when Gundam Wing comes to America, you can be like, yeah, I like that duo guy. Yep. Which works for America because duo is the likable one. Also, uh, I don't know why it took me so long to finally realize the... Uh, I saw it in the opening, but talking about Quattro reminded me the Sand Sandrock or is yes. it Sandtomb? Sandrock. Uh the Sandrock has Kopeshes. Yes. Which I thought it's cool. Like at first I thought he just had swords. I was like, oh, those are those are actually Kopeshes. I learned the word Kopesh from From the, this? Yeah. From Gundam Wing. I think from not a wiki, because it was before wikis existed. Yeah. But basically a wiki. Trying to yeah, trying to figure out what is that that curved sword? Yeah. Uh I think I learned about him from is it the Scorpion King? I would believe that. One of the movies in that, I'm going to call it genre, like The Mummy Return, The, the Mummy, The, the Mummy Return, somewhere around in there. The Egypt Ventures. Yes. Yeah, one of them where they use Kopeshes and they like talk about it. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting sword. So anyway, Rulina's like, yeah, I can't be sad forever. So let's try our best. Gambate. Yep. And they're like, oh, Rulina, you're so peaceful and nice and like Sailor Moon. Meanwhile, someone's like, what? Hero's transferring. He hasn't even been here a month yet. And Rulina's like, what? My hero senses are tingling. Yep. I do love that. Hero just has a bunch of shirts. <laughs> we see him packing three suitcases worth of luggage. You think he could get it down to two with his Spartan efficiency. <laughs> and the fact that, like, he crash landed in a Gundam. How did he fit three <laughs> things of luggage in the first place? Well, he hacked his bank account to yeah. be able to buy lots of fancy clothes to go to prep school. Yeah, but, <laughs> like, you don't need, the, especially if you're never seen around outside of school, you need your uniform and one set of walking around clothes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Relina walks into his room. He's like, hey, you off to fight again? What's your next mission? And he's like, pull gun. And she blinks. She's like, hey, I met Dr. J. And that actually gets a reaction from him. Uh, though when she moves forward, he just points his gun more at her. Right at her throat. Uh, to be fair, that would probably be a kill shot. Yeah, that definitely is. But she's like, hey, if you killed me now, it'd be a commotion. I don't think you want that. You should come enjoy the party. I mean, you're here. You're here. You should totally dance with me. She does this to, like, a super good curtsy, and Hero does not know how to deal with this. Yep. I've never threatened anybody with a gun, but <laughs> if they were like, hey, you want to dance, and then curtsied at me, it'd be like, uh... And he is a 16-year-old boy, and she is a cute girl. Yes. So you have that on top of that. Yeah. How do I deal with this situation? Dr. J, why did you not train me for cute girls inviting <laughs> me to dance when I kill them? Cut to a boat. You may Aircraft carrier. Yes. An aircraft carrier is a boat. Yeah, not technically. It's a ship. Okay, cut to a ship. You may remember that we saw the Shenlong hanging out on a ship last episode. Yep. And the ship starts exploding. And these two soldiers are like, what's that? It's a Gundam. And it's weird, creepy puppet arm. <laughs> that looked over the lip first, even though... Does it have a camera in that arm? I presume it does. Yeah. Usually, Gundam weapons have cameras on them. I don't see any, like, visual... Oh, I guess the eyes are probably cameras. Yeah. Is what I would assume. Although, canonically, the eyes on the head are not cameras, so... Yeah, because it's actually the... The like slot, gem? Yeah, yeah, the gem above it. But yeah. like it would make sense, especially with the fact that it's got the extendo arm, that it would yeah. have some kind of sensor thing in the dragon head. Yeah, honestly, while Zach's It's a Worse Dragon Gundam thing is completely true, 
the main reason I don't like the Shenlong is how awkwardly the hand gets animated all the time. Yeah. It's got flamethrowers, though, and it burns a building. It fires it at a building and then lights everything else except the building on fire. And Wufei's like, you suck. That's why you're going to die. Your security's terrible. Cut to the heavy arms in the forest and the circus. Remember how Troy joined the circus? Yep. And then vanished for, like, several days, at least, at Quatras or Ca- Quatras? Catra. I, Catra. I say Catra. I'm not... I can believe either pronunciation with him. At his place? There is kind of a one, two, three, four, five thing going on with him, too. I don't know yeah. if you've caught on. But Quatra makes more sense, but I think it is Catra, mm-hmm. if you're going by that theme. Anyway, the hot circus babe is like, oh, Troy is here. He's on time. He made it to the time clock just in time. Yep. The ringmaster's like, why can't you just hang out like everyone else? He's like, I, again, have you heard fair. of work-life balance, my friend? <laughs> yes. Although, also, you probably should not arrive at the show immediately before your performance starts. Also, uh, typically, circus performers do not have a work-life balance because yeah. circus is their life. True. But, but he's a random guy they hired. Yes. Also, you would think they would have had a substitute ready by now if yep. they're about to go on. But he gets out of this awkward conversation. And a hot babe is like, hey, it's our time. We got to go. Yeah. Well, especially because his part in the performance is simple to do. Yeah. I don't know how knife throwing acts actually work. I would imagine there is like skill involved in being the target. But well, you you probably want some skill to notice, oh, shit, I need to dodge. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they slipped. But there's definitely somebody who could do yes. his job in yes. the circus. And maybe they have to tone down the act for them. But- yeah. Although these people haven't practiced all those, so... Anyway, she's like, all you have to do is stand there. It'll be fine. Because, as we alluded to, her name is Catherine Bloom, and she is a knife thrower. And he is a target. Yep. He's a clown. He's got a half clown mask. It's like half smile mask, half throw a face. Yep. See, because, you know, he's frowning on the inside, and we don't even need a mask to show us that. Uh, He's frowning on the outside. (laughs) Uh, The foley for the spinning knife just catches, like, it caught my attention for whatever reason. I'm like, I've heard that somewhere recently... And since we're giving Gundam Wing a lot of shit for its animation, I should say the knife-throwing sequence is actually really well animated. Yeah. Except for the fact that she spins it in the air when she throws it, but then every other single throw is impossible with how she's throwing the knives. Yes, that's true. Because she's gripping them by the tip of the blade, throwing them, they somehow turn around and then travel completely straight. Yeah, it is impossible. That is true. Like, she's not holding it like a kunai and throwing it that way. Uh, and since they haven't practiced, she has to give on-the-job performance uh, advice. I do not know how he is hearing them over the crowd. But to be fair, the crowd wouldn't hear either. Yep. Which is like, hey, you have to at least look scared or it won't be any fun, my little doll. Because she's very flirty. Yep. But then she has a panic attack when she realizes, oh, God, murderous intent. And by that, I mean not afraid to die intent. Yes. I've suddenly become a Dragon Ball Z character and can determine his personality by his uh, demeanor. It kind of reminded me of people looking at Riddick from the Chronicles of Riddick thing and just being like, oh, oh no, this guy will just straight up murder me. Yeah. I mean, to me, fair, it reminded me of Zoro from okay. One Piece and yeah. how he often gets that super intense aura and Gundam Wing does predate One Piece. Yep. To be fair, again, I'm making fun of the scene, but I do like it. Yeah. I think it just goes on maybe a bit too long, but I, you know, it implies some stuff about Catherine possibly and kind of tells us about Troa. Unfortunately, what he tells us is he's like Relina and Hero. Yep. But I do like that she gets rattled by this, and that causes her to slip a bit on her throw, so she cuts his head just a little bit. You know, the sort of cut you get when you have a haircut. You can tell this is a Japanese cartoon because he's allowed to bleed. Yep. You can also tell it's a very small cut because there's next to no blood. Like, if this were reality, that would actually be gushing quite a lot more, probably, even a small cut like that. Depends on the person, because I don't bleed a lot when my head is cut. Okay. 
But I do know other people who. Yes. Yeah, it's just typically it's because there's a lot of blood flowing to your head, which mm-hmm. is why they tend to bleed more. Yeah. So Cutthroat chilling by the lion. Yep. Uh, Catherine shows up. It's like, hey, why didn't you dodge? I'm not paid to dodge. Is a pretty good reply. Yep. Gohan should say that if there's ever another Dragon Ball Z abridged episode, there won't be. <laughs> that should be Gohan's reply. Yes. Anyway, she's like, yeah, you look like a wild beast out there. Your eyes look like that lion. The lion's like, hey. And she's like, oh shit, don't piss off a lion. Anyway, Trail, you should smile. You go, well, you look good. You'll bring in the ladies. Yep. Oh shit, I forgot to apologize for stabbing you. Yes. Sorry, I stabbed you. And he's like, nah, it's literally my job. And she's like, technically, your job is to not get stabbed. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, cut to Hero and Relina dancing. Yep. You can tell they're main characters because they're actually animated. Yep. I do love Hero's expression this entire dance. Yeah, Hero's expression this entire dance is great. And the fact that Relina has her eyes closed, like, so we see Relina first and then we, like, they turn and we cut to Hero looking at her like, how do I murder you in this situation? It's like, how do I react? Not yes. necessarily murder, but it's like, what do I do here? I am in this situation. What is correct move? Where she is enjoying herself. I, all the girls with a crush on her are like, ah, it's a shame her fancy dress wasn't ready, but at least she's having fun. I was like, I can picture her in her dress. She looks so cute. It's probably yeah, got wings on it. And we cut to the dress, which I'm pretty sure we've seen her in this dress before. You might be right. I think this is the dress she was wearing when Hero got shot at. Yeah. This is an interesting sequence because there's definitely imagination sparkles in the back, but Relina's talking to him, so I'm not sure if we're supposed to take this as a literal dialogue she says to him or just her kind of fantasy or if they're like communicating this non-verbally and we're... Yep. I'm not really sure what it's trying to get across. But anyway, she's like, ah, I I used to just want to die, but now I know how you're fighting and I want to fight too. And Hero's like... That doesn't make any sense, but nothing about this situation makes sense. So I cannot disprove you, and I am more confused. Yep. Then he rolls a 20 on his perception check and notices a Oz carrier in the distance, sparkling like a star. And he's like, oh, that's an Oz mobile suit carrier. I can read the serial number on it. <laughs> yeah. <Here." laughs> Again, he crits his perception check because he sees the thing from behind. He then assumes, oh, they must be coming to kill me, and runs off. To go get his mobile suit, which is like 100 feet away from the school. Anyway, Lady Yun is like, don't stop at anything to blow up this school. It'll be reported as a terrorist attack. It's a false frog operation. And the guy's like, man, I did not feel good about this. Maybe you should have picked like a psychopath for uh, <laughs> yeah. for this mission, you know. Yeah, wait, I'm attacking a school? That's really bad optics. Yeah. And she's like, well, then someone else will get the job. He's like, oh. But I need this job. That attitude risks lives and others. No, specifically, it does not risk other lives. Yeah, you you are literally attacking a defenseless school. Yep. I guess she does suspect maybe a Gundam might show up, but still. Yep. She probably thinks it'll be a reaction. Not well, a- well, and even then, it's like, no, by me not doing this, I'm not going to kill innocent school children. Yeah. Not like- even military school children. Like, <laughs> I don't want to give credence to what Wufei did with blowing up the school, but he at least blew up a military school. Yes. Not like... I, you know, I bombed some elementary school three towns over. Yeah. It's not like, oh, let's kill that high school. Yeah. But he's like, I really need this job. Don't worry. I'll do it. She tells herself she needs to relax. We get some Ares launching and one Leo, which cannot fly. And it looks very dopey as it falls. But I do kind of appreciate that. Yep. Well, it's specifically at first, it's just the, I don't know, I guess it is more than one Ares. It, it only looked like they launched one Ares and one Leo. But one of those Ares gets blown up immediately. I think it was the guy with a conscious. Because the wing is here, and it's in a sniper position. But like I said, it's like 100 feet away from the school in the forest. Yeah. That's honestly impressive that nobody found it. Cut back to the wing shooting guns. Uh, A bunch of people are running, assuming the colonies are attacking. 
because yep. that makes more sense than our own military is attacking. Yep. But Rolita, who's been on military bases, like, and here's no. the stupidest machine gun loadout I've ever seen. Yeah, with what looks like a gas canister. I definitely yep. see what you're. you're yeah, and about. it's got the I forget what you call it, but it's got the the heat grating thing on the front, which that like that is something you would put on a machine gun, especially uh, a very large machine gun. Yes. So, like, that makes sense, but it, the gas canister just throws me. Yeah, I've never been a... I shouldn't say I've never been a fan of the Leo's design, but Gundam Wing is the first Gundam series I watched, and most grunt suits are derived from the original mobile suit Gundam Zaku, mm-hmm. and the moment I saw another mobile suit based on the Zaku, I immediately liked it more. Yeah. Anyway, she's like, oh, those are the militaries. What are they doing here? Her friends get down Mr. President her. Yep. And they begin fighting the Gundam, because it's the threat. Yes. Well, and Hero is super excited because he's like, oh, look, it's just grunt. It's just grunts. I can take these guys. No problem. He's never fought anything but grunts. Yes. But I like that he was literally like he had scanning their systems. He's yeah. like, oh, it's just an Aries and a Leo standard units. This will be fine. Um, so one of them's like, hey, what the hell is this guy doing at a school? Uh, that's totally fair. It is. We're here to blow up this school. Why is there a Gundam here? I, I don't know. Shield bash. Yep. He shield bashes the Leo. It's a pretty cool shot. He thrusts right into it, knocks it over. For some reason, drops the buster rifle. Which is only fired one shot. I guess because it's a free action to drop it and he drives beam saber. I do like the way the beam saber is in the shield. Yeah. I don't know if we've seen that before. Uh, They tell Lady On, hey, we're fighting an enemy mobile suit. And she's like, what kind of mobile suit? It's not like there are five specific mobile suits we've been afraid might attack us. Well, it's really bright and colorful. (gasps) Gundam. That's like this isn't. True. So yeah, why did it show up here? Anyway, capture it, I guess. I have two more Ares. Send them out. Capturing it should be easy, right? Zex kind of almost did it. Cut to the desert where Catra is hanging out. He needs to get a line in this episode. He's looking at a much more reasonable computer than we've seen thus far. Yep. He's playing a a strategy game. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, he's like, ah, according to this data, other people are attacking Oz bases. Probably more than Troa. I want to meet those guys. Yep. If you had met those guys, you would not want to meet those guys. Maybe duo. Maybe duo. Speaking of, we cut to duo. Under the moon. Yep. Hanging out with, I'll just say the guy's name, it's Howard. Okay. Where he's like, ah, the moon's pretty. From the colonies, it just looks like a rock with a bunch of holes in it. Yep. But from Earth, it's pretty. Anyway, that hero guy, what's his deal? He should want to look at the moon, too. Yeah. With you speaking about the uh, Dragon Ball Z Bridge stuff earlier, uh, one of the things I saw thinking this when he's like, I wonder how long I can sit here staring at the moon and just, I imagine (laughs) the sequence of Piccolo blowing up the moon. (laughs) That's fair. Again, this is, I think, supposed to be deeper and say that even Duo has not a death wish, but a death acceptance. Yeah. He does not think he's going to make it out of this. I mean, if you want to be generous, maybe he's thinking, how long until I go back to the colonies? But I think it's a bit more acceptance. Like, he's not going for risks, but he's like, even if I win the mission, I go back to the colonies and have to stare at it being way too damn close. And he's like, yeah, why is that hero guy at least trying to enjoy himself while he's here? Get to that hero guy being shot by machine gun. Which he somehow blows off. It's not really clear how. Yeah, he blows off the entire machine gun arm. And then slices Leo in two. It's a nice slow cut. Yep. Which usually Gundam cuts are instant. And I like that. But this one has like a weight to it because of that. Yeah. But there are three Ares attacking him from above. But they're like, oh no, he's way more mobile than we are. His mobile suit's more mobile. And they're like, uh, it can fly. We have to get up before it gets to us. But he says, hey, you're too heavy. And cuts one in two before it can get away. It explodes. So good, the other one next to it explodes. Yes. And then we see a random bit of space debris, or random bit of debris falls into the forest for some, like, does that come up later? I, I don't, don't think so. Yeah. It just seemed like a weird, like, Chekhov's gun shot of, like, why would you show that specific thing falling into the forest and then cut to the ship, the 
Ares exploding. I think it's just a detail of this was cut off. Okay. Did not explode. Uh, anyway, Relita tells her friends to get away. Hero sees her. He enhances. And then he enhances again. And is like, what is she doing just hanging out here? Uh, but before he can come to an answer, he gets shot in the back. Some rubble is about to fall on Relita. There's actually this cool shot of the hand, and it looks like it has covered Relina, but actually it's he just got the shield above her in time, and I really like the way the shot is framed of her under the shield, yep. under some rubble. And he's like, man, what am I thinking? It'd be very convenient for me if she died, and that wouldn't have even been my fault. But what he doesn't understand, being a teenager, is that the power of boners is stronger. Anyway, the one guy left is like, hey, why, why isn't he fighting? The lady was like, he's protecting the daughter of Darlin. Why, why would he do that? He's like, yes, our target, Relina Darlin, who we are going to shoot with three mobile suits, is being protected. Yep. Because apparently Lady Un only does explosive assassinations. Yes. She's never heard of a sniper rifle or poison or putting a bunch of snakes on a plane. Yes. Anyway, she's like, man, what does that Gundam pilot have to do with her? This is an awful coincidence. Anyway, more shots of the wings, just tanking shots to the back to protect her. And she's like, hey, here, is that you? And he's like, yeah, who else would it be? Although they are not actually talking to each other. Yeah. He is contemplating why he can't just let this girl die. Oh, it does get brought up. Because Ares picks up that missile pod that got shot off earlier. But oh, there you go. Hero turns around and stabs it with his shield. In the face. It's a pretty cool shot. Again, that's why you have a sharp shield for stabbing. It's a shield. Again, though, this is the one thing that tends to bother me about Gundams is uh, there's a lot of like headshots, which looking at their mobile suit design wouldn't like it would definitely be crippling to lose the head because like that's where a lot of your sensor systems are and like the wing has some of its guns there, but it wouldn't immediately die if you shot it in the head. Yeah, different series are different on how that works. Mm-hmm. Like in Gundam Seed in particular, Kira likes to do headshots because he doesn't want to kill people and he just disables main cameras. Like that's totally fine. But um, like, but other times it causes the whole suit to explode. Yeah. Or it goes down like it's been completely destroyed. Whereas, yes, with one exception I can think of, Gundam cockpits are not in the head. Yeah, uh, like, I could see them being in the head, depending on the Gundam, but, like, these ones are all yeah. in the torso. Uh-huh. And, and he could have easily, like, he could have easily stabbed the torso. Uh-huh. You know, oh, I literally stabbed the pilot to death. And we get a lot of shots like that in Gundam, too. Yeah. But we don't want to get that visceral right now. We're already having trouble accepting Hero is the hero. We need to show him be less murdery. Yeah, except he totally killed that guy. He did kill that guy. But he didn't stab him through the chest. And he also, he was shooting a school. Yes. You were in the right, I think. Yeah, I think you have the moral high ground when you attack someone attacking a school. Yep. All the mobile suits are destroyed, so Lady Un is like, oh, I'll go myself. But Colonel Trace is on the line, and he's like, hey, mission aborted. I've decided to let her live. And she's like, that doesn't make any sense. But he's like, hey, you, you were surprised by an unexpected enemy. Like, it's not a failure. We need to regroup. Because honestly, I don't think you have another mobile suit. Yeah, for her, I don't think so either. She was going to go in a tank. <laughs> She's going to ram the carrier into it. Uh, he gets off video chat with her and switches over to the other line where Noin is. And he's like, hey, thanks. Uh, Zex will be super happy you did this for him. And Trace is like, yeah, Zex is always going out of his way to help me out. So this is really no big deal. Especially because uh, by having him be like, hey, save my daughter. You have a daughter? Like, he at least gets something out of the deal, even if it's just information. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, hey, tell Zex uh, it's cool. And, and he's like, yeah, so the rumors were true. Zex D- does have a blood relative. Yes. D- every time I see a window like that, I just think defenestration. Yeah. Which is like, not a word I get to use a lot, but no. it's really cool. 
Defenestrate is a word you should use whenever possible. Yes. You never get to use it. I also feel like Trace Cushionata might be the sort of person who has this window specifically. Like, I don't think he's done anyone yet, but he has a plan for, like, one of those, that, like, asshole general or someone. He's yeah. Like, one day that guy's going to storm in here thinking he still has the power when I have the power. And I'm and going to then... defenestrate him. Like, it just had me thinking of Beverly Hills Cop when he gets thrown out of the window. I have uh, not seen that. Okay. He goes to this one dude's art gallery and they literally throw him through a window. Like, I would have loved to have been in that situation where it was like, what happened? I got defenestrated. You got what? Defenestrated. Honestly, I just wanted to use that word. I don't want to be thrown out a window, but I would love the excuse to be defenestrated. One of my favorite thing is that at one time in human history, there was enough need for the word defenestrate that we came up with it. Yes. I also love Trey's like, it's like, could have said something. Yep. <laughs> like, it gives him like a very bro feeling. Yeah. Which I like. It's one of the things that makes Trey's so complex, because like, He's definitely the villain, in air quotes, but he's as Lady Un to be his grunt, so that makes him feel detached from things like Relina's dad's death. Yeah. And like we've said, Zex is a more heroic antagonist, and his connection there and his clear, like, desire to support him yeah, is interesting. Anyway, the birds come back, and like we talked about earlier, Trace is like, oh, so you'd rather be here, where you get three meals a day and don't have to catch worms. Cut back to the Gundam and Relina on foot. Be like, Hero, can you hear me? I'm not shouting at a cliff this time. Why did you save me? And I do love his, yeah, why did, did I, I save her? Yes. He's like, were you going to kill me? He's like, yeah, I was going to kill her. He turns around, starts walking the Gundam at her, and she's like, oh my, this is a bit impersonal, but. I didn't think I'd die by crushing. He raises up the shield to stab her, but then he just moves it next to her again so that there will be cool dramatic wind to blow her hair. And dust. Hero grapples with why can't he kill her and decides that, like any man, the best force of action is to run away from this problem. Yep. So he transforms into a jet and flies away. And she's like, stop being a coward! Get back here and kill me! At least give me a second dance! And that is the end of the episode. Yep. Like I said, I like this one a lot more than I have the past couple. I think because it focuses on some characters. Mm -hmm. We get a little bit of Troa, um, and we check in with Catra, Wufei, and Duo. Yep. But that's all brief, and the hero Relina stuff gets to come to the fore. Yep. Zex makes only a very impersonal appearance, like an implied appearance. Yeah. He's but, not actually on screen. Mm-hmm. But it also proves that he knows Relina is related to him, yep. which is interesting because it could be a reveal later, like he could find out. Yeah. Oh, she's still alive, but we know she knows. And Noi knows, too, which yep. was already implied, because she's the one who's like, oh, yeah, Zex Peacecraft. Yep. The Trey stuff, like I said, I also find very interesting for this because I think he's a interesting villain. One reason I wanted to watch Gundam Wing again is that it actually predicts some modern social issues in some weird ways. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that it does anything that I think is actually worth examining it for, but I could be wrong. And Trey's is kind of at the center of that conflict. So what did you think, Kevin? It's interesting. Like I said, I'm not that huge of a Gundam fan, but this isn't something that I'm like, oh, I gotta watch more Gundam. <laughs> 20 minutes a week isn't bad, and soon it'll be 20 minutes a month. Yep. So yeah, I think that does it. Do you want to nominate a mobile suit for us to add to our list? Have you done the Sandrock? Yes. Okay. It was the first one you suggested. That, that's right. No, actually, no, the Shenlong was the first. Yes. Sandrock was second. But yes, we have done the Sandrock. What it wants to be, then nope. Have you put a Leo on there? No, we have there not put go. a Leo on there. Uh, so we will add the Leo. Spoilers, it won't do well. That's kind of why I wanted to. Last week's Tall Geese is going to kill that list. This week's Leo is, uh, you know, it's a mobile suit. I can't deny that. Mm -hmm. Although I think Zach likes the Leo, so we'll see how it does. All right. 
Join us next time on Patreon. That should be next week, but again, it is 2020, so don't quote me on that. When we will be watching Episode 7 of Gundam Wing, Scenario for Bloodshed. I'll give this a Gundam Wing. Its titles always surprise me. Yep, that's one hell of a shift. Part of night to Scenario for Bloodshed. I like, it's just, you know, a hypothetical scenario. Yep. It's just Zex talking about the, what might happen and how some stuff might die. No, it's going to be all of them learning how to cook. And so, uh, but they've got to like, uh, dress their own meat. So, you know, scenario for bloodshed. Yeah. And Troa cuts himself. Yeah. In the face somehow. Yeah. Ow. Same spot. See, I, I know this knife thrower lady, lady and she, ah! <laughs> again, if you are listening on Patreons, thank you very much. And we'll have that out next week. If you are not www.lastpodcast.com slash, nope, www.patreon.com slash last podcasts where you can get these episodes as soon as we are done recording them, which should be back to once a month soon. We're doing them weekly to make up for COVID, making it impossible to record these. Mm-hmm. But we will be shifting to a monthly format at some point on Patreon, and they'll come out for everybody whenever Tyler and Zach and I mess up and there's no It's a Gundam and we're sad. All right. Kevin, do you know what a Gundam is? Nope. We'll try again next time.